0: going on? Not much. How you doing? Um, awesome. I, I think we have so many fun things to talk about. There's it just not- keeps, keeps getting better and better and better. It does. Um, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. There was the Sandusky trial, well not the trial but the hearing, which was a circus and it, it didn't even take place and it was a circus. You know, The thing was canceled or waived, I guess is the proper legal term. And, um, it was, you know, 30 seconds of hearing preceded by about six hours of Joe Amendola arguing his case before every camera he can get in front of. There was the Curley and Schultz hearing, which took place no more than a half block from where I work. So that was fun. Um, there is the ongoing coaching search, which is not going anywhere. It is the least eventful of the things you've mentioned so far. <laughs> there is Curtis Drake knocking out Matt McGloin after practice and sending him to the hospital with an apparent seizure. There is Rob Bolden apparently having some sort of legal issue of his own for which he's probably going to be suspended for the bowl game. And um, there's just the rest of us underneath the underpass having a real good time. <laughs> this this is...
1: um. It is true that that you either start at the beginning or the end, and and it's it's all the same place right now. It feels like.
0: Oh, I forgot. Noah Spence committed to Ohio State tonight.
1: Oh yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did see that update come through my my inbox. Um, <laughs> but at, at least that one makes sense.
0: Yeah, right? I mean that that that's the least surprising of of the of of the news, I, I suppose, or or the least. I don't know. Least, so least damaging, least I don't know. So this is under normal under
1: normal procedure. This would be a bowl preview podcast. Yes. And um,
0: can anyone really care about the bowl right now? No, I haven't. I haven't even thought about the bowl game. The actual like, oh, what's Houston good at? Are we how are we going to attack the defense? Like, I don't. I don't know anything about them. I don't care to learn anything about them. And I'm I'm sorry if that uh, uh, comes across as unprofessional, but this isn't a professional operation anyway. Who are we kidding? (laughs) Wait, are you talking about the blog or Penn State? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it makes you wonder who's running things up there for sure. Um, Certainly the way we run BSD makes you wonder who's running that as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was... It's just... Oh, God. I've reached a point and I, I saw a bunch of our writers like Jeff and uh, Nick and and Kyle and Ben and everybody else sort of like going back and forth on Twitter tonight on you know how fast we should move the the coaching search and what the recruiting aspect of it is and and all this other stuff and I'm watching it go by and I feel like I should jump in just to you know share my awesome opinion with everybody because it's certainly yeah very very learned opinions that I have and, well that's why we're here at the yeah, very least. Clearly. And I just it's not that I don't care. It's just that I, I don't care.
1: Right. It's um like It's I, more I, it's more of a zero sum thing for me. I, I it's not that the the attention isn't being consumed. It is still it's still taking up that, that particular fraction in my brain that it always has. Right. There's just no room for football there anymore.
0: Exactly. I, I just you know, I I can't take any pleasure from it anymore. And it makes me wonder like why I'm even bothering.
1: I, the, the sad part is, is the, you know, this, this was the first thing that came out of a friend of mine's mouth. And I, and I completely agreed. but there's just a total void of, of any type of leadership. And that sounds so cliche. Mm -hmm. And anytime something's not happening, right. You're like, where's the leadership, you know? And it, it makes me want to just like kick people in the shins when I hear things like that. Yeah. But it's it's just so applicable here. I mean, you have I don't know who's interviewing who. I you know, Pat Patrick Vent should be running our coaching search. He is on this stuff. He's sending me flight aware. He's he's listening to the rumors. He knows who would fit in well. He knows who's overblown. And for me, all the candidates, like there's all these remember in Big 10 expansion, you would have all these fake Twitter like breaking news items. <laughs> right. Those are happening and they're so uninteresting.
0: The fact is, nobody knows anything right now, and everybody is just making shit up. So, are they, are they doing anything? Yes. Or, or are they just moving? Are they moving really slowly? There's moving planes around. <laughs> no, I mean, I, they are moving. Sending out Google Calendar invites all week? It, it could be. I mean, they have to be doing something. I, I, I don't I, I don't at all subscribe to the theory that some people have that these people are just sort of dicking around and not interviewing people. Of course they are. not of course they're talking to people because, you know... That would be a complete, you know, it's just not. It doesn't make sense on any level. Like they're they're just not flying planes in and out of Teeterboro and and Dulles and wherever else just to do it. You know, th- phone calls are being made. The, the The issue is, and 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 also, all this talk about you know people getting upset about Rodney Erickson saying, "Oh, we're going to de-emphasize." No, they're not. <laughs> they're n- no, they're not. They're not going to do that. They're not going to hire the coach from Harvard just to say, "Oh, we got the coach from Harvard." I- I- if that happens, <laughs> it's because nobody else wanted the job, and that was the best they can do. Like they're not.
1: Is this is this going to come tagged along with a, a renewed focus in liberal arts? Yes, so Central Pennsylvania needs is less economic power and um, more liberal arts focus in the yes, absolutely. <laughs> campus.
0: Absolutely. And it just, you know, you you have to get back to the the basic, you know, basic theories of life. One, follow the money. Um, They're not going to let the entire athletic department turn into a smoldering crater because the football program runs that entire, you know, that, that entire pile of money is driven by the football program. They're not going to let everybody else suffer. Just to spite, you know, the, the legend of Joe Paterno or, or Jerry Sandusky or anybody else. You know, it's it's a money making venture, and I think that the guys running the search are doing this in a, in, in in a deliberate way, obviously, because you know there, there are others. I think this is the longest any coaching search has lasted. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm blanking on the stat, but a few days ago it passed sort of the longest of a big group of searches, put it that way. And we're probably not going to get anything now until January 3rd or January 4th at least. You know, I, I thought maybe we would get something late last week or over, over the weekend, but that seems to not be the case. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if waiting this long to... I mean, unless I don't know, I see, I don't know if waiting that long to get the right guy is worth waiting that long to get the right guy. I I want to believe that it is. I I don't think, but I don't know what the difference is. If you, you know, and this is just pulling names, but you know, hire Dan Mullen now or hire some other guy two weeks from now, because essentially you're sacrificing this recruiting class at this point. You know, it's it's completely gone, and that you know, it it's easy to say like, oh well, you know, you want to get the right guy, and and I'm I'm still on that side of the argument, for the record. Like, I want them to do their homework and make sure they don't totally screw this up. But it makes me wonder how many candidates are are really out there, how many legitimate candidates are really out there. Well, that's the problem. I there
1: and you know if you if it's if it's waiting in order to land. Chris, Somebody who no, like Chris Peterson, right? Who you, who exactly who who's going to make a huge splash? Totally recover the recruiting class, and then some. Be be the long term option, but I don't I don't buy that we need to wait this much time to do our homework. You know I, I know I know what you're saying, but like you can, not that you were arguing this, but you you can you can have your take and attitude there. You I don't can know. Just I don't Work what a little I'm, harder and do your homework sooner.
0: I don't know what I'm arguing I, anymore. <laughs> I really don't. And, and I say that with complete candor. I I don't know what the solution is at this point, because it, it's impossible to know what the solution is when you don't don't know what the options are. Well, you
1: that's also that's definitely true. But it also is is the the situation where why? So if we're waiting to get the guy because we hope we get him, you know, then we're Michigan and Les Miles, which doesn't right. always end well. No. If we're if we're doing it because the coach can't leave, well, then you know there are only five coaches probably in the country who can't leave before their bowl game. Um, maybe there's, there's more, more actually there's two or three <laughs> who can't leave. Right. So it's not like we're getting those guys where we're, 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 we're several, not, we're not several waiting on the next game, below that. Right. There's, there's no, so, so I don't understand why, you know, I would love to, to be um, proven a fool on the third, like you're saying, or you know, the eighth or whenever the bowl games end and we decide that, um, to announce this and, and move forward, but it, it just it just is such a a long wait, and it makes you feel like we're really going to be. It's it's starting to sink in how slow a recovery this is going to be,
0: too. Yeah,
1: because of this long. Search.
0: Yeah, there's no quick solution to this unless you get somebody. Yeah, and and really, that's the only way that waiting makes sense. Is if you get somebody who, and you know, going. Not conspiracy theory, but just gaming this out a little bit. If they have somebody that has already said yes, but I have to wait until after the bowl game, fine. But it better be somebody good, right? Very because, good. Because if they wait until after the bowl games and then they hire, I don't know, Brian Norwood, or uh, or the Green Bay guy, or or the San Diego, you know, Chargers special teams coach, or whoever, whoever the hell else. Has. Or
1: anyone from the pool of coaches that Michigan, other than Michigan and Ohio State, are pulling from in the Big Ten, yeah. which are just this nameless cast of of guys who, you know, puff their chest out and, and speak loudly.
0: Yeah, it, it better be good. Put it that way. And I, I know there's a, a dead period in recruiting starting tomorrow where contact is very, very limited between, you know, I don't think coaches are allowed to proactively contact players, although players can call coaches. Um it better be good. That's all I can say. Um, moving on to happier things, how about the Sandusky Curly Schultz deal? Um, how how closely were you able to follow that? Because I'm there there's a movement afoot not only on our site but elsewhere to sort of vindicate not only Joe Paterno but other people involved in this whole scenario. And everybody has their own you know I I feel like we've all staked out our positions and now are just trying to uh, make a futile attempt to drag everybody else to where we're already standing, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm part of that certainly. Um, do you think Joe Paterno is vindicated at all in in Mike McQuarrie's testimony? I,
1: I mean, com- all right. So th- there's vindicated compared to what everyone was saying about him on the Wednesday after the after the grand jury report came out. Yes, um, vindicated in the sense that. You know, if you take a step back and and look at at everything that happened, it's it's tough to it's tough to vindicate anyone in the situation, which is what we were saying all along. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what it does do though. And you know, I I I've never really been able to jump on the um there were a lot of people very anti, you know, B O D after the after the decisions that were made. There were a lot of people that were that were just kind of sullen and, and okay with it. It does it did feel like action was needed at the time. I, I think what this does is is prove that we didn't have anyone strong enough on the board of directors to say the right thing to do ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time is to wait until you find out what happened and then act. Mm-hmm. So what they didn't do, pretty clearly I think, is that I mean there was some there was some implied understanding for me anyway, that if they were if they were going to completely rattle the entire foundation of the school and the athletic department in three days that they had called some people knew what was happening the least surprising news of this entire thing has been that the board knew this thing was going to get leaked before the the day it was leaked um you know i i do think that it reflects poorly on the board that that they didn't they they were in such a pr frenzy and i and i understand why i completely understand why it was. It was the biggest news item, you know, in the country, like for three or four days, not the biggest sports news item. It was the biggest.
0: It, it news led up. the NBC national news on, it was, you know, pretty much the day after it happened.
1: I mean, it, yeah. NPR was talking about it and NPR doesn't do sports scandals. They, right. they do international, like, you know, folk festivals. Yeah. Folk festivals <laughs> or like on a much like less funny scale, like mass murders in africa like they do not cover um like this type of thing and not only was the national team covering it but all of these little sub programs were having guests on to talk about the the role of football in our athletics or in our academic institutions and all this stuff and there's a lot of misinformation still about what happened which is which is not um gosh joe paterno really wanted to win the big 10 and and Covered up, you know, this thing so that they could score some extra points or whatever. So, like, there's this. There's, I'm completely a thousand miles away from the question. But the,
0: the, the I don't the remember answer, what it was. Uh, the answer the, to the question Joe is Paterno. Yes,
1: Joe Paterno. I think everybody is a little vindicated in the sense that they deserve they deserve more than what they got in terms of. I mean, I, I'm not saying that we couldn't have gotten to the same place anyway, but mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't want to be treated the way that Joe Paterno was treated at the end of this in the sense that nobody asked him his story. He, you know, was told for whatever reason, everyone was told to, well, not for whatever reason, because that's what you do in, in America is you, your lawyer tells you not to speak publicly and you don't. Um, and, and, there's, I'm sure there was very sound reasons for all of those things, but you know, if, if the, if the, if the board of directors wanted to get serious, they could have called everyone in and said, we're having an internal hearing, You know NCAA style, where you know you're going to tell us what happened, and then we're going to make a decision. And if people wanted to wanted to do the USC thing and and shut everybody down, you know, for legal reasons or whatever, they could. um, If people wanted their side of the story told, then the board could at least act on all of the information. There was no, there was none of that. You know, there was an opportunity to to kind of shift power directly to the board. um, If you want to take a cynical look at it. Um, also just to completely play into the hands of the escalating like media coverage of this whole thing so i i don't know I, I know that that you um, you you probably feel only half the same
0: <laughs> i i don't think anybody see the, nobody comes out of this looking good
1: right this and, isn't and I'm,
0: and I'm not sure anybody came out of last week looking good Better. Joe Paterno maybe a little bit, in the sense that Mike McQueary said he didn't give extremely explicit details of what he saw. Which is fine, but Joe Paterno in his own testimony said he, you know, something of a very sexual nature was communicated to him. And I don't think that was misunderstood in, in any way, in in terms of yeah, you know, but McQueary may not have said that. I saw anal sex going on in the shower between Jerry Sandusky and a 10 year old boy, but the fact that something very sexual in nature was commuted to communicated to Joe and he knew about it is, you know, upsetting. It, it, it's upsetting in, in many, many ways. And, you know, I, I had pointed out that apparently Joe had said he didn't want to ruin Tim Curley's weekend plans. By contacting him any time on that Saturday. He was told on Saturday morning at the meeting with McQueery and didn't have Schultz and Curley uh, together until the next day. The one day time gap in this is not um, important in any way. The reasoning still bothers me. It's not like somebody suddenly went up to Joe Paterno and surprised him and said, hey, why don't you call immediately? Why don't you get Schultz and Curley on the phone immediately? I mean, he had time to rehearse his testimony, and and what he came up with was, I didn't want to upset Tim Curley's weekend plans. That you know, it that sounds like bullshit to me. It does. Um, I, I've I've said pretty much all along that while I am completely comfortable with the idea of Joe Paterno having to have been fired for this, along with Tim Curley and along with Graham Spanier and along with Gary Schultz and Mike McQueary for that matter. Um, he's Paterno is certainly the, the least culpable, I think, uh, among, you know, all these guys, Curly and Schultz look like idiots, uh, with their testimony being read in Spanier. We still haven't really heard from, but you know, his, his initial statement that Curly and Schultz had his unconditional supports about all I need to form <laughs> an opinion on him. Um, well, yeah. there's, there's still so many unanswered questions, too, oh, and, and about, that,
1: always, about that whole
0: thing. What was be.
1: Sandusky doing after 2002? What was Sandusky doing in the building three weeks before the test? You know, I mean, there's right. all these really, really important questions that that we seem to have, like, been okay, you know, writing off as, as mysteries of the universe. I mean, yeah. the, the Sandusky one being around the facilities, at
0: the very least... Needs
1: a good, good answer.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I still haven't seen one, and I don't know that we're ever going to get one. And what it seems happened in this scenario is just everybody wanted it to go away. Nobody really gave enough of a shit about it to really, really raise a stink. And and, and McQuarrie said that Paterno checked in with him basically uh, later on, and said, "Are you okay? Like, how are you, are you? Are you okay?" And I don't know what that means. Is you know is he checking in on Macquarie's welfare? Is he making sure that Macquarie is sort of cool with the situation? <laughs> or you know, like what does what does that even mean? Um, it's you know none of these guys deserve to have a job. I'm sorry, they don't. And I think what happened with the board of trustees is they saw an opportunity where they pretty much knew Joe Paterno was done anyway. I don't think that was much of a secret at that point. It's, it's not like Joe Paterno was really angling to come back for 2012. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this would have been his last year anyway. And I think people close to the university knew that. And it came to a situation where Joe Paterno essentially declared that he was going to be the coach for the rest of the season. And the board said, uh-uh, no, no. Which is an interesting... Nobody gets to call their shots right now. We get to call the shots for once. <laughs> you know, the, yeah and 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 that's sort of i i think
1: the people, that's probably an underplayed piece of this
0: i think, yeah i, have I to think there was a
1: there was certainly a as much as I hate to say it because of the the, the crimes there was a certain smugness to to the the way that it went down oh, in my, yeah. absolutely it, it was, was subtle but it was there i think
0: absolutely there was and i and i mentioned i think I mentioned in one of the comments and one of the eight million comments have been lodged. you commented on. <laughs> once once or twice and every time I try to get out they pull me back in uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay away and I can't um I read something at work i'm like kind of god'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that little gift that like the guy's just pounding mercilessly <laughs> on the keyboard and it turns into just bloody pulp everywhere <laughs> um there's definitely I, I had mentioned that um William Schreier, uh, who's the man who is well, the family, but really the, you know, he was the head of Mer- Merrill Lynch, I believe, the CEO, and he was one of Joe's big uh, supporters. And he and his family donated, I think, $57 million to the university. They're, they're, they're the family that's donated the most money to Penn State. And he was one of Joe Paterno's biggest supporters. And he died earlier this year, maybe in January. And certainly, you know, there are, two, there are, I think, what, 32 people on the board of trustees? But really, you know, anybody who's been in any sort of board meeting situation knows that there are really only about, you know, 10% of the people who actually control the shit that goes on. And certainly, he was one of those influential voices. And he was gone. And certainly, I I the people who have been saying that the Board of Trustees just used this as an excuse to get Joe Paterno out because they had already wanted to get Joe Paterno out. I think that's true, but I think it's only a part of the story. You know, this, this doesn't happen. They don't fire Joe Paterno with three games left in the season if the scandal never happens. They don't, they don't just up and do it. You know, there are many, many factors that have gone into this whole sad, pathetic ordeal that I, I think, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm guilty of this too. That you know, we focus on one part of it, and say, "Well, this is the reason all this shit happened," and it's not like it's right. It's, it's a million moving parts, and yeah, did did the board of trustees t- seize this opportunity to get Joe Paterno out? Yeah, did Joe Paterno's statement have something to do with them having to take action? Yeah, sure it did. It maybe, maybe it wouldn't have mattered, but I don't know it. It certainly didn't help. You know, I, I still say if, if, if I still say if Joe Montana would have come out and said, you know, I'm I'm sorry that I didn't do more about this. I'd really like to finish out the rest of the season. I'm kind of planning to retire anyway. Yeah, however you want to phrase it, he could have done it in a way that wasn't so uh, declaratory and so defensive. And it definitely
1: it made it very very clear that he was not on the same team as the as the letter was
0: addressed to right to say that the board of trustees shouldn't spend another minute thinking about my status well you know that's for the people who like to say well joe perro doesn't run the whole show up there that was kind of him trying to run the whole show up there <laughs> you know you don't get to say to the board who gets to say to the board of trustees at any school you know don't worry about me i got this it's cool like i'll, I'll do this on my own <laughs> you, you, just, you just don't i don't care who you are i don't care how many decades you've been at a school you know, that that was a risk he took, and it it didn't work out for him. And then, you know, you compound this whole thing with, you know, they, they, they announced that he has cancer, and then, you know, we haven't heard from him since. Apparently he's in a wheelchair now. And, and we're never, you feel like we're never going to hear his side of the story from his mouth, which is sad, which is sad for a million reasons. It's sad because we're probably not going to have him much longer. It's sad because... You know, the people involved in this case, not only Joe Paterno, but the, the victims and and Schultz and Curly and McQuarrie, they all deserve to have Joe's side of the story put out as well, whether it helps them or hurts them. And I don't know, it's it, it, it all of this has just added up to such a degree that it's just I, I find myself not caring so much about the minutia of it and just being like, get this thing out of here just just get it get it over with yeah um, and, and there's no getting it over with
1: no it's not going anywhere and then i think to make this about us um, please do finally the, the 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 piece of this that's so discouraging for me other than obviously just the initial um i feel like i have to qualify everything i say by by making sure everyone knows that i remembered what happened yeah. Um, so anyway, I remember what happened, and that there's a much bigger umbrella on top of everything that happens after all of the discourse after that. But um, the idea that uh, that that the rain fundraiser was the least Penn State could do, and the idea that um, Penn State needs to kind of hurt the central economy and and and. Um, and hurt kind of all of these innocent students who are trying to get a degree and make it like in a very difficult time to, to make it professionally as a 22 year old. And the idea um, that was headlined on, on Dr. Saturday, although I believe by um, somebody other than Matt Hinton, who is, I I think that site is diversifying too, although I haven't been paying total attention, but the idea that we have to, um, we are donating our bowl proceeds because we feel guilty, um, which was the, the headline about about the decision to do that. You know, the the statement from Delaney, which was soulless, of course, about how the Big Ten really just cares about protecting our children, yet hasn't really done anything to benefit or to to help um, you know, progress or make more aware of the idea that we need to protect our children. I mean there was a million things they could do. They could pull money from all of the bore bowl proceeds. They could do a psa during a championship game about it about awareness they could do ribbons the way that breast cancer is taken on in, in the NFL i mean there's a million things that that all of these other equally innocent parties could have done yet you know i'm not allowed to to kind of move on i have to carry you know it's it's a it's a very weird stigma yeah. to have this overshadowed you know i got I an think- email earlier this week that i need to buy a t-shirt that says in parentheses i'm still proud to be a Penn Stater why would I buy that t-shirt under what circumstances (laughs) right would I wear around a a shirt that's self-conscious
0: yeah I still have Penn State magnets on my car I still dress my 11 month old son in his Penn State onesie I don't give a shit I didn't molest anybody you know, like, right. like I didn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This happened, but it's not me. And it's not the thousands and thousands of people I went to school with and it wasn't my professors and it wasn't, you know, it, and I think it's telling that what you said that really the only people who have done something proactive to help the situation are all the people who donated to this rain fundraiser. I mean, Penn state's building, uh, I guess they're, they're building some sort of center, down here in Hershey to, to, to help child abuse. But who know? I mean, who knows what that's going to be? Well, you, you know, know, and, and that, another that, thing that would was... be just as much PR and tech sheltering than anything for all I know. So, <laughs> right. you know, well, there, the
1: engineering school got a huge donation and the, and the, the tone nationally was, why is the engineer school, engineering school getting donations right now during this time of crisis when there's victims? Right. You know, it's like, it's like, well, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? You know, it's it's how do you
0: well, there's, just, there's a, just fence off the state and just move on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a horrible balancing of the need to move on and the need to recognize what happened. And depending on your relationship to the school and your relationship to the people involved and and you know, your relationship to the state, even people have a a very different opinion on what that is. There are some people that nothing is ever going to be enough to satisfy what happened here. The university still has to build buildings and teach students and, and give out degrees and, and have a field hockey team and all this other shit still has to go on. Um, you know, you can't, and, and and this will sound insensitive, but I swear it's not. You can't dwell on the victims of this forever. You just can't. I mean, all they all you can they, do is they have commit. to move on too. <laughs> right, right. You know, like they don't want to hear about this for thirty years. You
1: and know, if you ha- commit them to, them to making be... it right, then then that's all that that's all you need to do. You can do other things and commit to making yeah, this, doing, doing all you can to make it right. The multi, that,
0: multitasking is allowed here. It is. This is. This is post
1: grad. This is like. Um, <laughs> yeah, but have that, a lot of like people with doctorates there but that's that a, are able to that's answer very, emails.
0: It's a very good point, though, because and and one that is not made nearly enough. Like, you don't have to stop the entire world to either recognize or um, you know make amends or you know try to prevent this from happening in the future. The other business of the world still has to go on. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a ne- I think it's a very very necessary thing
1: speaking of moving on
0: yeah
1: what is this um, the one thing I didn't see in the 300 400 comments of the uh, concussion gate oh, is the, um, the idea that this reflects really poorly on Bradley it no. makes me feel makes yeah. me feel as though it's it's going to be very difficult to to move on with the current with the current kind of attitude there right now, was this a freak incident or, or is this like a a kind of a symptom of kids under a lot of pressure coaches, not taking the reins properly?
0: I'm not sure there's any way to know that. I mean, maybe there's a, and I mean, it's just guessing really anything, anything I'm about to say is a guess. Let's be clear about that. Um, It's not like Joe Paterno was reigning over every detail of practice anyway. We can debate, you know, and we certainly did all year while he was still a coach on on how much involvement he had. And we've been doing that for five or ten years now.
1: Yeah, a decade, I was about to say, at least. Yeah.
0: Um, That doesn't mean that the the lack of apparent leadership had nothing to do with what happened in the locker room or what happened on the practice field that led to what happened in the locker room. Certainly the, the players know that they have a lame duck coaching staff. The coaches know that they're a lame duck coaching staff. There's, you know, there's a sentimental push to keep Tom Bradley around. And, you know, while I said earlier that nobody really has any information on what's going on there, the information that does seem to be coming out is that Tom Bradley has basically no chance at, at being the head coach. Um argue amongst yourselves over whether that's proper or not. I, I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I, do, I don't, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think th- there's certainly a possibility that the perceived and the actual lack of leadership and lack of accountability, you know, new coach is going to come in two weeks from now. How much does he really care about a player fight you know, as, as severe as it was? You know, he, he, he has much bigger things to worry about when he shows up than, than having to worry about who started what in, in the locker room. It's just another... Yeah, I was going to say another black eye, but that's, that's too... too <laughs> that's too dumb. Um, it, it's just another bad event piled on a bonfire of just horrible <laughs> things. Like It's one more log on... on you know, a, a four-block fire. What, is it, what does it matter? You know, the bolden thing, who cares? It, it's it's just such a mess. It's such an unbelievable hot mess that, you know, you just... And, and I, I guess this is how people react differently to situations like this. I just want the whole thing flushed and started over again as quickly as possible. I don't care what happens in the bowl game. I don't really care all that much what happens to recruiting because I'm pretty much chalked it up as a as as a giant loss anyway. There are going to be kids who stick with Penn State who basically don't have many and or any other options. Um you know, because classes it's not because they're necessarily bad players, but classes fill up. You know, uh, Armani Reeves is a guy that is one of the better players at, at cornerback that Penn State has in this class, probably the best. And You know, Noah Spence committed to Ohio State today, but while, um, you know, those guys wanted to go, uh, and I'm thinking of uh, Cameron Williams, um, Ohio State told Reeves that they have no room for another cornerback. So now he's looking at Michigan. You know, these guys only have so many other legitimate options at a certain point.
1: Right. And I think Michigan actually just very recently did something similar to a guy that went to another place that was a perfectly good football player. Yeah. It's late in the game.
0: It's it's very very late in the game. We're talking and we're talking mid December, and there are really only you know six or seven weeks left in recruiting, and a lot of it's you know dead period or semi dead period or whatever you know whatever the different terms are, but it's not just all a complete free for all for the next seven weeks. There will be kids who stick with Penn State, but it's not you know we've already lost Spence. We've already lost Tommy Shutt. We've already lost Joey O'Connor. Um, and there's another kid as well. Can we get one of those fake commitments that never got an offer? So yes. The hat I'm, wait- on I'm waiting for the those. I'm waiting for one of those. And will pro- take them. There's know, room. You know, yeah, I was going to say, you know, we'd probably take him right now. Welcome aboard. There's, He'll never get out there. never got an offer. There, there's, some, there's some backup punter for Central Dauphin East right now. And we're going to... He's going to say, oh, I committed to Penn State today. And, and Bob Flounders is going to publish it. And <laughs> and we're just going to go, okay, great. He's he's welcome into the fold. you have a star, bring him aboard. Yes. Okay. That doesn't matter at that point. It's, it will take anybody. <laughs> anybody. So, I mean, that's... You know... I, has anything good happened at all to the football <laughs> program since November? They beat Ohio State. That was fun. Yeah, and then Ohio
1: State went and got, you know, arguably the best coaching hire since Saban. Mm-hmm. Could backfire. Good coaching hires backfire all the time. But yeah. um I if we would have hired if we would have hired Overmeyer two weeks ago, I would have been singing a different tune, I think, about what I'm expecting in the next 18 months or so. Um,
0: yeah. And that's the thing there are only so many superstar coaches out there and you know, it's hard enough to get one to follow Joe Paterno. It's much harder to get one to follow Joe Paterno in this situation. And it makes you wonder what we're going to end up with unless, you know, the powers that be who are running this search are able to throw $4 million at somebody and, and really somebody, very, very, like, like we were saying before, very, very good, and very, very influential in recruiting and coaching and and all the stuff that goes with it. Because I have a feeling that we're we're headed somewhere bad, and you know, and we're not out of the woods in terms of you know guys like Mark Richt using us for leverage for contract extensions at their own place
1: or feature Penn State. Head football coach Al uh, golden Al doing golden. the same thing yeah, yeah. Um, i the, the only saving grace in this is that nobody in the big Ten is trying except for Ohio State, <laughs> Michigan to some degree although i I still think that their their year was you know they asked or Rodriguez whether he thought he could have had the same year, and I think it 's unequivocal for me anyway, yes, he could have had the exact same year uh, with a new defensive coordinator, which was on the way anyhow, mm-hmm. um, Wisconsin will continue to get transfer quarterbacks and have good offensive lines but that's not a sustainable practice I don't think no and everyone else is just hiring the um, you know the third best coach in the Mac every year mm-hmm. and there's nothing to fear outside of really those top three and in yeah. those top three I think you know only Ohio State is a true machine right now of those three the other two are are you know going to have good years clearly. Sure. And could potentially turn it, you know, into something more long-term. But, I mean, it's telling that this, all of the things that happened this year, we had a, you know, we had no quarterbacks. We Our line was in shambles. The scandal hit. And we still almost won the division. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were a Saturday away. And really, you know, that Nebraska game, we were half a football field away from being locked in two yeah. weeks before the, or excuse me, a week before the, uh, you know. So I... It's just not that there's it's very difficult to fall hard in the big ten, I think
0: I think that's right. I mean certainly the programs you mentioned, Michigan state and Nebraska are always going to be competitive if not occasionally great um, but they're in the other division and and, the, and still yeah. they
1: you know they both they both had plenty of kind of non elite moments yeah, they up.
0: do. But I think what you're going to find is that the the, the division between Penn State and Ohio State and Wisconsin is going to be pretty difficult to close in the near term. And that's
1: probably true.
0: At least for two or three years. And I think, you know, these Ticket City Bowls and Meineke Car Care Bowls and, and things of that ilk are going to be our future for a few years until, you know, and that's, I think that's regardless of who takes over, if, if it's somebody who's not very good, then, you know, then we sort of get into the, you know, if they don't get this right the first time, we're immediately chucked into the cycle of hire a guy, wait three years, fire him, hire a guy, wait three years, (laughs) fire him. And, you know, Oklahoma went through the wilderness for nearly two decades after barry switzer uh nebraska had their difficulties I mean, you know we, i mean the the list goes on and on it, it's you know, the list that we always heard about for years and years when talking about replacing joe paterno alabama you know had a losing season what three years ago or four years ago right um notre dame still that's that that's the perfect example notre dame's still searching for you know anything you know, they're, you talk about living on past glory. I mean, Michigan. Had did you, a, did you see the, the Rudy news today? I did. I saw that he was, um, <laughs> uh, and, and one of my friends posted it on Facebook and I immediately broke out that Rudy was off sides line, which he thought was funny. But then somebody brought in uh more like a legal procedure. Like, Oh God, <laughs> miss that one. You got- I hate it when I miss an easy one. Yeah. So yeah, n- nothing but good times here at Penn State. It's it's been a lovely. I mean, <laughs> that, that, when when did the scandal happen? Was it November what? Uh, Roughly, gosh. like maybe the fourth or something. I don't know. It's only been about, and we'll think about it. It Was before the before which game? Uh, well, it was right after the Illinois game. Yeah, by week before. Uh, by week before Nebraska. Nebraska. So I mean, we're talking. Six weeks, maybe. I don't know. I've lost track. It's felt like six years. You know, I, and
1: I had that moment with. Um, I was actually I was actually talking with Spencer Hall, who who was in D.C. and, and I was talking to him about this, and it was it was a good conversation. Um, and right near the end of it, I decided that I was never going to have this conversation again. And it wasn't because of anything Spencer said or did. I, it was just. It was it was the one millionth. Um, you know what is the line? Is it in Swingers? Like, congratulations, you're the one millionth person to use that pickup line on me. <laughs> it was like, it was like that moment where I'm like, all right, I've, I've I've cleared like the the hurdle, and I just cannot have this conversation. Yeah, you know, it's one thing for for you and I to talk as as it progresses. It's another thing to to um to revisit it fresh with a new person every couple of years. Yeah, and just uh, really where it's been. hard to to focus on football when when that is all anyone is ever associating with
0: and and and, you know probably 95 percent of the people in my actual living and breathing life don't know that i do this for a website you know they don't know and they don't care but they know that i love penn state and they know that you know i've been going to these games since i was five years old and i go go up whenever i can and my brother went there my dad went there and you know it's this whole you know we're known as a penn state family and they're coming to me with the same conversation over and over again. And yeah, it reaches and the questions are all sort of different in in their own sense, depending on their background. You know, whether they were also Penn Staters or whether they just sort of are from another state and are saying, What the hell's going on up there? And you find yourself talking your way through it in different ways every time, sort of depending on the audience, and it never makes any more sense. Right. It just, it just doesn't. And like, why didn't somebody stop? Why didn't somebody go to the police or why didn't, well, this guy was kind of the police and nobody really knows. And <laughs> well, why didn't Joe Paterno do more? Well, uh, Joe maternal thought he, I guess did enough, but didn't really go to the state police and there's a jurisdictional thing. And, you know, <laughs> well, uh, you know, why didn't the kids come forward sooner? Well, well, you know, and just go through this. Oh, you know, it's, it's endless. It's absolutely endless and and you find a new angle every time you talk about it and you're not any happier about
1: it. No. That's exactly it. You you're there's that moment where where you can just put closure to it and it never it instead of it ending with a with a good kind of summary of yeah, things. You don't. You just, it ends it, it ends on such a sad You get to the point where now you're talking about child rape and it's two o'clock right. on Tuesday and <laughs> right. and you're like Ugh and then you both kinda like look away from each other and, um, and then, and then, and then you say, uh, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you later or like, you know, <laughs> send me an email. And then yeah. that's the end of the
0: conversation. It, it never ends at the satisfactory conclusion. You can't say, oh, and, and then, well, Jerry Sandusky went to jail and all the kids got therapy and everything's great now. Right. Um, <laughs> right. You,
1: there, in any good scandal, there's like a, not scandal, I guess, but when someone is confused, you're always able to explain, um, kind of what what it was why did they lose the game oh well what happens is there's this rule and if you're falling to the ground and the ball bounces and then and then everyone can get on the same page but Mm -hmm. you can never get on the same page with people on this because no one even knows what they think of it i don't know what i think about it still however years
0: we're sort of compelled by the nature of of running the site to have you know opinions on it but you know, they can, one, they can change two they are always incomplete. Three, you can never articulate them properly. No. <laughs> yeah. And four, it's impossible to, to talk about it without getting over emotional about it. You know, it, it's like, and God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when 9-11 happened, um, you know, I wanted the entire Middle East be turned into glass. You know, like, this, like this is fucking ridiculous. Bomb everything. And, the, and, and that's kind of how I felt. That was sort of my immediate reaction to the Penn State thing. Like, oh, my God, everybody has to go. And I'm, I'm still not backing off that. But, man, it's just, you know, you can find nooks and crannies in every bit of testimony in every single, you know, scenario and every single what if along the way and you just you never get a complete you never get a complete picture of it and i, I don't you, you want to think that you can wait until all the facts are out you no, that people keep saying oh wait till all the facts are out the facts are never all going to be out no and that's and we you have to you know we're at one
1: half percent of of 1% of nothing or something. <laughs> what is the, what is, what does Einstein say? We know about the universe. We know way, way less about this. Yeah. Situation. yeah. Between all the PR and the lies and just the no comments.
0: So, I mean, is if for the people that all the facts are, are you we, know, wait until all the facts are out. Does that apply to Graham Spanier and Tim Curley and Gary Schultz and Mike query and Joe paternal and everybody stays in their job until all the courts. You no, know. It's not how it works. It's it's not how it should work. To be honest with you, anybody think Graham Spanier should still be in his job? Nobody's defending him, right? You know, nobody's defen- right. nobody's defending Tim Curley. And Tim Curley is probably going to be acquitted of both of these charges. Nobody's nobody's batting for him.
1: Yeah, well, they don't they don't have the the allure or the statues, I guess. No. Um, and they didn't earn them. And, yeah. and paternal. Turno did earn yeah. his, I think, um, at least up until that moment. It's just a it's, a, it's a hard thing to. You also have to. I also find myself wondering where these people are. You know, Jim Tressel is in an office in Indianapolis somewhere, and at least I knew where he was and that he was doing something. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the other thing about this. Where are these guys going to go? Where the hell's Graham? And Spain? where? Where is Joe Ponansky's manuscript, and why is it not in my inbox in PDF form?
0: <laughs> it's it's going to be – and, you know, it. I don't even know if this – I don't know if this actually helps. I mean, it helps book sales in a way, but from a writing perspective, I mean, there's still such an incomplete story. How is he even going to be able to write this until two years from now?
1: Well, that yeah, that Spencer said to me – said, I don't know how he can step back and write this – and my comment to that was: First of all, if, if I can trust, if I'm going to trust anyone, I will trust him. Yeah. Secondly, I don't think it's the kind of story that you need to step back and and tell because I I doubt very much that Graham Spaniard's lawyers are telling Joe Pananski secrets that he's not telling the media. You know, right. I, I doubt very much that the the facts about you know the chain of command during this whole thing have been communicated. I mean, he might be able to to relate, you know. The woman who who is married to the guy who owns the place where he eats breakfast might have heard something, but mm-hmm. you know that didn't make its way on to Fight On State. But I, I don't I don't think that that he's in a situation to to tell a um, you know murder and a journalist's story here. I think it's I think it's a uh, it's going to be a good story to see where the hell everyone's state of mind was. You know how did this whole thing wind down? Mm-hmm. And then you're right. Telling the the post-explosion story is, is not something that um, is going to be a worthwhile, lasting kind of thing
0: no. well, for, for it, years. If anybody can do it, it's uh, Joe Poznanski. Um, and until further notice, the the prevailing quote on this entire thing will be the girl that he saw crying that said, Everybody lost. And yes, everybody you, me, everybody listening, everybody involved, lost until further notice, and um, right. it's it's not going to get better anytime soon. Unfortunately, uh, there's still going to be trials, presumably. You know, as, as far as Amendola's insistence that they're going to take this into trial and and possibly just burn this whole thing to the ground along the way. That that's sort of my my lurking fear in this is that it's going to get to trial and then shit is just going to (laughs) fly all the darkest secrets about Penn state of, of which there are many uh, are going to come out and it's just going to open up all the wounds and just ruin everything all over again. And
1: that sounds exhilarating. I can't wait to, and and the best part about that kind of stuff is that it breaks on, you know, weekdays after lunch or, (laughs)
0: you
1: know, on Friday, like after you had your first cup of coffee, Mm-hmm. instead of at least a football game i can schedule 3 hours of my life watch it Write you know, about it on sunday and be done <laughs> yeah be disappointed about it for half an hour you know check the polls in the morning sunday morning and then <laughs> get back to it this
0: uh, is not it's a, a much a much simpler life that we're not <laughs> going to have back and not just because we're not going to be in the polls it's, good. <laughs> it's just you know we'll Maybe we'll make up someone's blog poll ballot, but that's it. Um, okay, well, I think that that's a, a nice refresher on where we're at. We have um, perjury and failure to report child rape lurking. We have uh, Jerry Sandusky's trial to look forward to in a whole winter of um, hopefully some more media interviews from Sandusky because those have been going well. Um, <laughs> we have whatever the hell's going to happen in the coaching search. We have whatever the hell's going to happen with the quarterbacks because, yeah. What the hell? And then uh, I guess there's a bowl game, but who really who gives a shit? So, yeah, it's, I think this has been, <laughs> I think this has been very educational for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us, everybody. And um, subscribe to us in the iTunes link and uh, send us all your comments on this rambling, um, not planned in any sort of way podcast. Not that any of them have a script, but um, this one even more so. He's like, Hey, you want to do a podcast in 10 minutes? Okay. (laughs) What are we going to talk about? Um, (laughs) everything. (laughs) And it's going to be great. Uh, anyway, thank you everybody for joining us, Kevin. See you next time. (laughs)